TV nopes. Maybe I'll use this audio for a theme song. I honestly think that could work. You just like get some royalty-free music underneath there and have have a little a little fun with it, and you know. Hey, people, let's people and let's it. leave in. I think let's leave in that part too. That's great. Welcome again to another episode of the TV Nopes podcast, a comedic discussion on terrible internet media criticism using a TV Tropes page, or in this case, two TV Tropes pages that shouldn't exist, yeah. and one which no longer does, as a jumping off point. Uh, hopefully this wasn't your first time tuning in, because that explanation was much more confusing than it <laughs> even usually is, and it's usually very confusing. Uh, I'm Andrew Taven, and today I am joined by Anders Lee here. Anders Lee here uh, to confuse the audience. That's what my favorite thing to do. It's the best way to start. Yeah. You want to weed out the weak right. before before they get too far in. I mean, people listening. like feeling sophisticated when they listen to podcasts, so if they can follow something that's confusing, that's extra you know, kudos for them. Exactly. Uh, they want they, uh, They want to feel like they earned it. Yeah. They don't want to get at the end of, you know, an hour and change and go, ah, too easy. I didn't have to really sweat. That's right. Um, and Anders, of course, is a correspondent for Redacted Tonight and also a co-host of Pod Damn America, mm-hmm. uh, the most famous K-Hive podcast. No, <laughs> the most famous uh, lefty comedy podcast. The most famous. That's uh... I, I think right. I can't think of uh, any others that would be above. It's it. the only one you really need to know. How about that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that, the 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 only the only yeah the only essential lefty comedy podcast. Right. I, as far as I know, the only one that exists. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's pretty clear. It's it's it was an underserved niche. And it's been served. Mm-hmm. And now it's good. No one has to do any others. No one has done any others. Pod Damn America. There you go. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, you guys got ripped off from those uh, Pod Bless America right. guys. Right. We should sue them. You should. Yeah. You should uh, take take them to court. We've been around since, you know, 1997 doing our thing, and they needed to rip us off. It was actually the first podcast. I mean, we were saying lefty podcast. That was kind of underselling it. It was the first podcast. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, Before they exactly. even had uh, iPods, we met, we were just doing it, talking to ourselves as uh, elementary school students. Yeah. And uh, then eventually it, it uh, got picked up by just the, the computerized world. Yeah. Before that, it was exclusively uh, cross-country truckers could hit the right frequency <laughs> yeah and they could uh they could hear it <laughs> they'd listen to children and uh god knows what they were doing <laughs> while they were listening but they'd listen to those pod damn kids as they were riding down route 66 a- at 3 a.m across america you know yeah uh pod across america <laughs> um so uh today normally um i uh have a guest choose one TV tropes page that should not exist for whatever reason. Um, today is an interesting variation for those of you who are smart enough to follow along with that uh, very intellectual high IQ mm-hmm. intro. Um, the today is going to be two pages. 
one of which shouldn't exist, and the other one no longer exists because the TV Tropes editors cut it. Uh, so I guess they agreed <laughs> that it shouldn't exist. Do we, um, do we know why those, they, oh, they cut it? Maybe we'll now get to I that. actually found so we'll hmm, we can let's get into that when okay, we start that page sure. because the first page we're going to be looking at is for the Greg Gutfield show Gutfeld Gutfeld it's uh well it has an exclamation point at the end so it's Gutfeld Gutfeld I just, so I thought that's what this was this is apparently for his because I thought he went from Red Eye to Gutfeld oh and no apparently there was a middle show there's an interregnum they all seem to be huh. An interregnum, yes. Yeah, an interregnum. And yet they all seem to be the same. It doesn't seem yeah. like there was a change. It's not like with Colbert where you were like, oh, he was playing a character and now he's just kind of doing, you know, whatever, the talk show right. thing. I mean, yeah, um, the only difference between Gutfeld and the Greg Gutfeld show is um, is the schedule. I believe it's on at a different time, and I think that's it. Uh, I got to say, I was actually a f- kind, not a fan, but I, I enjoyed an, a Red Eye episode or two because they would just let anyone on, and it would be this in, this strange melange of guests where you'd get, you know, former Bush administration officials hobnobbing with, like, New York comedians. Uh, you know, that, that aspect of it was very entertaining. It was just a very, you know, more more of a sort of alt vibe than uh, this yeah. like, prime time f- bullshit. There's that like image, that classic image of uh, Nick Mullen next to uh, John Bolton, yeah. <laughs> and um, you, you, it's like it's very weird to think that like to be sitting next to that man and being like, am I sitting next to the person who might end the world? <laughs> um, You're talking about you know, Nick Mullen. Nick, uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. But thankfully, uh, Nick Mullen uh, has not pushed the button right. yet. So He's capable. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. Um, yeah, so the, the gut – so, yeah, he pulled a reverse panic at the disco. He added the exclamation point in. Right. Um, he, so uh, the other page is going to be for Louder with Crowder. Oh, that's um, even louder than the show with the exclamation point. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that right. That's uh, he should have had exclamation points afterwards. He made his show in response to Gutfeld. He was like, "Well, <laughs> we'll be louder." Noise, the yeah. Um, and the so I accidentally titled my recording on this Greg Gutfield slash Lorder with Crowder, like L U R, like Lorder, Lord, 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 Um. So that page was removed. Uh, this was like, as we were planning this, I, I had to do some old journalism. We're breaking stories on TV Nopes. I hear, I, uh, I went looking for it because I remember when I first kind of, I compiled, you know, a list that I sent to potential guests uh, with some ideas for ones uh, for TV Tropes pages that shouldn't exist, either because, you know, the material is too sensitive or in this case, they're, you know, uh, like a hacky right-wing talk show and a incredibly bigoted internet right-wing talk show. That's also hacky. I mean, honestly, more than it's racist, I think it's hacky. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen. To be fair, I'm not like a regular viewer. So I'm going to be learning a lot about Louder with Crowder from the TV Tropes page that was cut. 
um, and I, I found a forum page where they discussed cutting it. Mm. Or I guess it was cut, and it when it when a page is cut, it links to the forum page where that was decided because okay. uh, truth ethics in uh, TV tropes pages. Um. So it it it's an interesting uh. Well, how about let's go through the Greg Gutfeld page because sure. it's a pretty short one, and then we'll get to uh, both the louder with Crowder page and the discussion among the TV tropes Illuminati for why it was cut. Okay. Um, so for the Greg Gutfeld show, again, this is not Gutfeld because <laughs> that apparently does not have a page. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So uh, they've been slacking off. Or they decided that it just wasn't worth They watched it, and so, whoever was like a fan of the Greg Gutfeld show and made this page started watching Gutfeld and was like, the magic's gone. Yeah, they may be unaware that they're two different shows. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just tunes in and he's like, "It's the first episode of Gutfeld," and they're <laughs> just like, "Is this like uh, one of those um, Mandela effect situations?" I oh, I thought the show was on for a decade. <laughs> um, so the, one of the early tropes on it, and feel free to any the catcher eye, you know, can say is uh catchphrase and apparently greg gutfeld's catchphrase i don't know if it's still his catchphrase in the new show but his catchphrase at least was i'm greg gutfeld and i love you america earnest sincere you know that that that's sort of a nice sentiment i i get what he's doing there i feel like he's trying to appeal to the the uh, earnest patriots out there yeah i mean it's no get or done but it gets the job done, I guess. Yeah. Um, we have Christmas episode. During the holidays, there will be Christmas-themed music when cutting to and cutting back from commercials. That, that, that feels like it shouldn't count as a Christmas episode. That feels like bare minimum. Yeah. He's, okay, he's a celebrator of Christmas? I wasn't... I presume. Okay. I assume. Uh, not holiday season. That That's probably a big thing. Sure. I assume. They probably say, you know... They cut back after the Christmas music, and they go, by the way, if you thought that was holiday music during the break, change the channel yeah. to MSNBC right now. <laughs> right. I just, you know, kind of thought Gutfeld was a name of a different uh, sort of, you know, persuasion, if you know what I mean. Mm, you assumed he is Shia Muslim. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's see. Hindu. Let's find out. Uh personal life he is a libertarian sure um he lives in new york city raised roman catholic oh okay and he describes himself as an agnostic atheist i actually find that a little interesting okay so he he likes christmas in a secular way yeah cultural okay yeah he describes himself as an there are four sentences on, or sorry, like five, but whatever. There are four points on the personal life section of Greg Gutfeld's Wikipedia page. One is libertarian. Two, uh, lives in New York with his wife, Elena. Elena. Three, Roman Catholic, but now describes an agnostic atheist. And four, a fan of hard rock and heavy metal music. He paid tribute to power trip singer Riley Gale after his death. 
did another power trip band member add that that seems like an odd those are the four <laughs> things to know about him i mean maybe a fan of both uh, a cross yeah. gutfeld uh, power Gut trip fan I wonder how much he actually references his own religious beliefs, though, on the show. I feel like it. Maybe it's a card he he pulls when he's like arguing with a Democrat about something. Yeah, but let's see. Greg Gutfeld, atheist. Um, the okay. He argues. Yeah, I mean, this is this sounds exactly like I don't know what article says. So he he spoke about it. There's like a bunch of articles in like 2014 where um he says uh, you know i guess he made some statement about being an atheist because there's a bunch of articles like greg gutfield talks about being an atheist like in 2014 and then more recently you've got uh some quote from and we won't spend too much more time because we've got so much to do and <laughs> greg gutfield is not that interesting a person um okay he where's the quote oh okay he told the blaze and i'm trying to figure out when this is because is this the same like 2014 yeah okay so this is in 2014 he talked about it, like once and then seemingly never again <laughs> he said uh that's why i really like alain de Patton, a great philosopher uh. writer who's an atheist and he talks about this a lot he argues religion is a good thing even if you're an atheist so how are you going to replace it you can't just get rid of it and then think that life goes on because it doesn't you need religion for atheists it's like okay so yeah sure it's the kind of thing where like i'm an atheist but even i'm religious right yes i'm somewhat familiar with this argument that like secular people can still benefit from these sort of moral teachings of religion or the you know mythology yeah without liter taking it literally i think sorry the other article that came up is why did pen gillette call fox's greg gutfeld a pussy from 2013 yeah. i mean i think it's pretty clear why he would say that because uh his whole job was cutting through the bullshit right um all right, let's let's uh, let, we'll skip through quick through the rest of his page once we figure out. Um, did not all right. He was a pussy because he remained silent while one of his the five co-hosts said that non-believers are bad. All right, that does sound like something a pussy would do. <laughs> so checks out. Um, this is something else I know is so there's two tropes like almost one right after the other confetti drop when greg got his driver's license he had a bunch of people wearing animal costumes come out and throw confetti all around the set and then disproportionate celebration when greg got his driver's license he had a huge celebration so this is like 20 tropes on this page and uh 10 of them are about this apparently incredible episode where greg gutfeld got his driver's license <laughs> okay this was like the highlight of the show um, and then I saw, uh, there's a section for parody commercial. Mm. Um, and I, I looked up one of these beforehand and it was a, uh, it was morning Joe sickness. It was a cure for morning Joe sickness. That 
is what happens when you wake up at like five thirty in the morning to watch Morning Joe. Yeah, well, it's 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 what happens to you when you watch Morning Joe. That would almost make more sense if it was because that's actually that would have been all right. Let's punch this up a little bit, um, because that would have been funny if like if like the symptoms are you want to watch Morning Joe, but the symptoms were just like Morning Joe is on, so you have like yawning confusion anger <laughs> and you have to use this drug called remote tracks to change the channel wow um which it that feels very that was probably it was like 2017 that was probably when trump was having some feud with morning joe because right like taken as a whole i can't think of someone who i just care about less in any direction than uh joe scarborough alleged murderer i guess if he's a murderer then he should uh face justice but otherwise um yeah whichever lawyer you use to sue the uh pod bless boys uh <laughs> lend them to me okay. Jim scarborough comes for me yeah let's do a copyright infringement and murder in all in one fell swoop yeah it's a libel what what, what slander is spoken right what's podcast slander uh yeah everything on a podcast is slander if you do it right yeah <laughs> yeah all right that was a parody statement it it would have been funny if there was uh suspicious allegations around one of joe scarborough's interns um that that's right it was a, a sketch that we imagined in our mind mm -hmm. um and the cure for that remote tracks remote tracks and then uh and then, yeah, and then there's the trope Seinfeldian conversation, which uh, I think is really overselling <laughs> <laughs> the level of. I'm just now imagining an actual Seinfeld episode that was just like, well, that's it, Jerry. What is it, George? She's a BLM supporter or whatever. <laughs> just like BLM. And Kramer comes in. And he's like, ooh, and you're not talking Bureau of Land Management, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so basically they're just having a sort of conversation about like a, a silly thing, a conversation about nothing. That's what they mean by that. Yeah, it says uh, whether it's otters, arson, or weird commercial, which they forgot to pluralize. So one weird commercial. This show loves to talk about small stories that are, for the most part, pointless. Mm. Um, I'll take their word for it. I haven't really watched it. Uh, yeah, I, I think – I wonder who the, uh, the, the Kramer is. Oh, it says, straight man and wise guy, Tyrus and Greg. Tyrus always makes fun of Greg for saying weird things. And, like, I – so I guess – is Greg the Kramer? Uh, well, I would think Greg would be Jerry. That I mean, that would be what I'd assume. Yeah. But he, but Greg's always saying weird things for Tyrus to make fun of. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I Tyrus, I guess, also seems like a Jerry type, but you know, it's not like it's the Tyrus show. No. Yeah, it's not Tyrus. Yeah. They didn't spin off into Tyrus. Uh -huh. Um. All right. Well, that was the that was the amuse bouche. Uh, we've got so for the louder with Crowder, um, who was in? I mean, will be a couple weeks out, but was recently, um, in the 
Twitter trending because of the thing where he was debating, wanted to debate some other podcaster, and then he got surprised by, I always have said Sam Seder, because I assume it's a Seder, like the, you know, Passover dinner, uh, but I, I've been hearing everyone say Cedar, so. I don't know if there's a correct way to say it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but there was like the, the thing, and he brought him on, which a lot of people were like weirdly, I don't think there's any actual benefit like in changing minds for the most part but i do think it's helpful that there's someone like and i'm going to keep saying sam Sater, which he can join in on that lawsuit <laughs> with uh morning joe and um the pod boys uh if he wants but i do think there's something good about having someone willing to take the bullet to always just be like look i'm a uh you know kind of lefty guy with a youtube show and i will debate any moron who says that no one on the left will debate them so if anyone ever says that nope i'm here you know mm -hmm. like but um i found the uh thread or i got linked to the thread for why they cut the tv tropes page for ladder with crowder so the first page that we are covering on this podcast where the tv tropes editors also agreed it should not exist um hmm. so mainly it's people saying like uh, you know, Ugh, when did we get a ladder with Crowder page? He's not as bad as Stone Toss, who is like a Nazi comic writer. Stone Toss, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh you're like, all right, good, go yeah. check that out. Um, he, you know, saying he says slurs and uh, his views on climate change in the 2020 election are uh bad. Um, and then other people say in favor of page cut. There is one account called rallybot2 with an upside down american flag picture and they're they're like uh they have like a little signature that says america held hostage and they say not this shit again but everyone else was in favor of cutting it um and then also uh they talk about Uh, someone even says stone toss there'd be more reason for them to have a page because they're they have uh tropes and crowder doesn't there are no narrative elements in favor of getting rid of it um anyway so they pretty much are like well he's bigoted and it's not a narrative thing mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of pages that aren't narrative things but i don't think that's a reason to uh keep this around right um the so have you watched so i have not watched i know you watched some gutfeld you'd previously seen some red eye which i do agree is like the more you know had was had more chance of being interesting from the small amount i'd seen uh mm -hmm. i have only seen clips of louder with crowder like mostly from people like being like wow look how look at this incredibly racist thing he's doing <laughs> or like you know well this doesn't make sense like i definitely have never watched a clip going in you know if i'm being honest thinking uh let's give this a fair shake um but i but i also think that's fine the idea that you need to just pretend you live in this contextless world where you can't ever just have assumptions about something uh, -huh. uh will more often lead you to being wrong than if you said well i should be aware of my biases but also I think I'm right in thinking this thing sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. 
It's I, I have not like watched a full episode of uh, Ladder with Crowder. I have seen clips, of course, the most recent one, and uh, I, the only other one I've seen is the very questionable. Um, he's really sparking some social commentary with the when he did, I guess, beige face imitating Sink, Uger. Oh, I think he Ooh. does that pretty frequently, actually. Uh, yeah, I. I saw clips of him. People show ones of him with like full on like Mickey Rooney, <laughs> yellow face stuff. Oh, there was a clip also that was just like, um, that was just like, oof. It's it's I I, I won't go into detail, but I'll say what it's about, and then someone could imagine. Oh, I also I normally try and say this up front. Uh, yeah, content warning for uh, talking about someone who. Uh, says terrible racist things and whatever so you know uh be aware um the oh it was like because there was like something in one of the bills and i think the american the first the uh, biden's first covid or first biden's covid um stimulus that was like uh for money to uh i think black farmers who had been discriminated against and this is like i believe it was like de jour historical discrimination like this isn't even something where you can go like well maybe they were just worse at farming who are you to say like this is like oh my god no this is you know no this is obviously i don't i don't think that that's the case but you'll have people say like who knows maybe these disparities are just <laughs> because uh you know white people are better or whatever uh wow no one no one clipped this um unfortunately but the uh but this was a case i think where like it was explicitly also it wasn't even just like well if you look at this it's very clear that structurally this was leading to this i think this was like de jour discrimination right um and they they start talking about that i think they realize a couple seconds in that it is trying to rectify a case of du jour discrimination and that kind of undermines their whole like who knows uh thing they do uh-huh. uh and then they just get and i'll leave it to your imagination or you can look up the clip uh phew, they do a bunch of act outs about what they think black farmers would be like mm. oh god um, okay yeah and uh I, and it's not like that joke with like oh what do you call a jewish pilot a pilot you anti-semite it's it's the opposite of that okay. it'd be it'd be a little funny if they were just like i'm a farmer you can't tell yeah what race i am right. but that's not what they do um oh boy yeah can you share so, one of the words that like what 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 you know without affecting the dialect what are some they of the... do what i would say uh they 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 talk in first person about being farmers from what I believe could be referred to as "quote unquote" gangsta voice. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So that is uh, that's what that is. I'm pretty sure it's out there if you want to look it up. Um. So we've got this is always a a weird one. So it's like and so the person who made this page initially, I think, is a fan of Crowder. Because you could imagine someone making this page being like, oh, the guy sucks. I'm going to talk about how he sucks. Most of these seem to be relatively, like, pro, 
Like, some of them are just like, this one's like, okay, anything but that trope. He subjected himself to watching a full 16-hour news cycle of CNN as a holiday special. At the end, he said that he would rather be waterboarded again, which I would also rather he be yeah. waterboarded again. Can we watch um, that? Yeah, I'd watch 16 hours of Steven Crowder being waterboarded. <laughs> um, it's The thing about that is also, like, I wouldn't want to watch any cable news for, like, any amount of time at all. Uh, yeah. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, it's all, like... You know, I don't know. Maybe some of them. RT. Are... Uh, RT, yeah, is the exception, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. It's uh, redacted tonight. That doesn't count as cable news, though, does it? I guess it's on cable. No, I mean, the, there news. is news on the network. I mean, yeah. guess we're kind well, of the, news, but yeah. When I think of cable news, I guess I think of, like, CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Um, yeah. Because, like, I don't think of, like, Al Jazeera's cable news. If anyone was like, "Oh, I hate cable news," like Al Jazeera, yeah. I'd be like, "What?" Morning Joe moves to Al Jazeera. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Ross rib, and that's like a trope where someone you know pretends to be Bob Ross. Ah. Um. So like the example on the page is now. Wait, ha- are you looking at this? Because if not, I want you to guess. And if you are, then you probably can't guess. Uh, of the um. Crowder, lateral Crowder page, but don't look if you don't okay. look at this trope. Okay, if you aren't, because I want you. To, so to give an example, uh, when you go to the Bob Ross rib, it shows three examples of uh, Bob Ross parodies: one from Wreck It Ralph, one from Deadpool, and one from uh, I guess um, My Little Pony, hmm. the the My Little Pony show. Um, so. What do you – for what reason do you think Steven Crowder chose to dress as Bob Ross? I'm going to say to do some kind of police sketch. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to – so that I, – I think – I don't know exactly when this happened, but I'm going to say it was probably somewhat older. Okay. Because it's a it's an – it's a – if you want to do one more guess, so it's it's something that was a big kind of issue in the. I mean, it was almost before there was like, I say discourse, but mm. I'm trying to think what we called it before like Twitter. It was something that was uh, a big deal and very commented upon. Which perhaps I mean he might have done this last year. They might they probably still are making you know a whole thing of it. But uh, okay, so something that. I'll say he painted a specific individual. Trayvon Martin. Oof. No. Uh, he. It is a historical figure. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Dukakis in the tank. No. That would have actually been a good bit. I would have loved that. Um... No, it was uh, he dressed up as Bob Ross to paint Muhammad. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so that's either was probably a while ago because that was like, uh, what was in like the what was that the mid two thousands or a little later? Uh, when there you, was the, the whole um, like... well, yeah, there was a thing in yeah the mid two thousands, uh, for that. Van Gogh guy, the Van Gogh's like great 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 grandson or something who got murked. 
Uh, yeah. And then there's the other thing in Just We Charlie, which was in like yeah, 2015. Yeah, Charlie Hebdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're at that. Um, which, uh, which I don't know. Maybe it was around that time. It is the kind of thing where you're like, you know, the person. Oh, well, I was going to say it's, it's someone like him who is very safe pretending they're doing something dangerous. Mm-hmm. But also, like, obviously, uh, those were two examples of people in Europe. So, you know. Um, don't be a, a right-wing jerk, and also don't kill people. Don't do it. Um, the this though they have candid camera prank, and there's like a long explanation of how he's normally trolling people. Um, for example, to discredit the gun show loophole myth, he actually went to gun shows and gun stores with hidden cameras, asking to get a gun without a background check, mm. especially full automatic weapons. And this is the kind of thing where. You know, I, I do think that there's a tendency among, uh, as someone who's kind of agnostic on guns to some degree, like, all else being equal, um, you know, I think it'd be good if people had training and if uh, we could maybe keep track of where the guns are. Uh, there's, you know, there's sort of, a I think, a a tendency on the on someone like liberal or left to like not know that much about the reality of guns or gun laws i'm not saying i do uh the same way like the right legislates abortion and knows nothing about it but also they've been incredibly successful at making abortions impossible to get whereas uh gun control has not been particularly successful so people can dive into why that is but uh i i am sure that something like the gun show loophole does exist and i'm sure that both people have overstated what it is and Mm. also steven crowder was deliberately you know acting like a weirdo that no one would sell a gun to or something yeah uh I, yeah, this is a, you know, I guess the point would be that, or the counterpoint, that it shouldn't be uh, up to the discretion of the, because that's one of the defensives I've heard from people I've known who are, like, conservative will say, like, you know, if somebody shady or shifty comes up and I'm selling guns, I don't have to sell it to them, and I don't if they seem, you know, methed out or whatever, Uh which is all well and good on you, but like you still have the discretion and power to do that. And there are people out there who will do that and do sell guns to whoever. So that's kind of the reason that there should be a a background check law, you know? Yeah. I mean, leaving uh, people to sell at their own discretion has uh, not worked out well in the whole opioid thing. Right. Yeah. And I'm, Um, I'm also not like a, a gun control fanatic like i think the you know uh we're not gonna ever do away with guns entirely in this country or and the idea that we can even you know i would love to ban assault weapons but the idea that we could just go around rounding up everyone who's owned them you know retroactively is kind of nuts i think yeah i mean i i, I am sort it is weird because i'm like so it is like it's it's weird to for there to be such a significant issue that I sort of feel of 
completely like two minds on where I'm just like, on the one hand, if someone was like, hey, we're getting rid of the Second Amendment, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and on the other hand, I know that the kind of news stories that really get attention around gun control are the actually the scariest in some ways to the average person, but the rarest kind. Whereas the kind of people who are really killed in huge numbers by guns, aside from suicides, which is actually one of the, I think is the biggest, unless I'm misremembering, but the biggest, at least in some category of gun deaths, um, which is still a problem that could be fixed, obviously. Uh, But a lot of times it's people who, you know, are poor and who are, uh the the best solution would be fixing that um because you know poor and abandoned areas are going to have as pretty much everyone knows there's no likely to be higher crime and uh you could hopefully fix a lot of those root causes um but those aren't the kind of gun deaths that people think about under you know again understandably because they're not the kind that make the news right. they say like you know that's the it's the other horrifying kind um right, suburban mentally ill yeah exactly um which is of course you know i i get it because the news on some level it's not a good thing but the consumers of the news are the people who are worried about well you know is someone going to shoot up this supermarket I'm in? Not like, well, these people live in a neighborhood where, you know, you could just be a kid and a stray bullet catches you yep. in your home, which is more common than someone shooting up a supermarket. Um, and both shouldn't happen. Mm. Um, anyway, that's my hot take of the episode. Uh, <laughs> the, the, on, a, on a lighter note, they had not gay Jared, all in caps. So this is a regular. Uh, yeah, this is this guy's name. <laughs> it's, it's Christian name, not gay Jared. Right. Um, first name not, last name Jared, middle name gay. <laughs> um, I, if I was him, I would have my name be not pedophile Jared, <laughs> because that's I, I wouldn't be worried about people be like if someone came up to me and I was like I'm Jared they're like wait are you the gay Jared I'd be like I mean no but that'd be okay but if they were like the pedophile Jared from subway I'd be like no 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 that's the one I'd be more concerned about um so he he infiltrated an antifa which is for some reason written in all caps is that standard that doesn't I know it's I mean I think to like um to uh, really get the message out that this is a scary thing that is alarming. Sometimes people do that. Uh, I think it's standard to capitalize the A for sure. I would think you would capitalize the F also. If you're going to capitalize one other letter. Right. I'd say capitalize the F, capitalizing all of them uh, to film them, but they had to pull the plug and alert the authorities when they started handing out knives and discussing plans to obtain firearms. Which, again, ironically... The two examples in the candid camera one are Steven Crowder going undercover to obtain firearms, and Steven Crowder calls the authorities because they find out people are trying to obtain firearms. Mm. Okay. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, but he'd be pretty embarrassed if he listened to this and heard his hypocrisy <laughs> exposed. 
Right, that's the uh, thing, is uh, if it's the left getting their hands on guns, then I think uh, a lot of right-wingers would change their tune. Uh, and that's kind of originally the impetus for gun control in the first place in places like California and North Carolina was Black Panthers carrying guns. Yeah, that was Reagan, right? Yeah. He was the governor at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, gun grabber Reagan, they call him. Mm-hmm. He made a whole new movie where he was the gun grabber. <laughs> the Win this one for the grabber, he yeah. said. <laughs> um, elephant in the living room. There's a sketch where Stephen and not gay Jared are outraged at Donald Trump making a bunch of crass jokes on TV while giving a wide berth to Har- Harvey Weinstein, literally forcing himself on someone in the same room. So I don't know when this came out, but I feel like that's one of those weird things that people try and be like, oh, you hate Donald Trump, but you all love Harvey Weinstein. I get that they're probably trying to apply it to the Clintons, but the Clintons also loved Donald Trump. So it's not like you have to, (laughs) like, do that. Like, the average person, I don't, like, once, obviously there are people who didn't know, but, like, once it started coming out, I don't think that, I think this is, like, such an imaginary idea of even like the you know sure you want to say oh you hate donald trump but you still like bill clinton sure there are lots of like democratic partisans who i'm sure excuse clinton and bill clinton still and they hate trump for the same things but like i don't think there are a lot of people out there going like well the weinstein situation is complex like i think it's pretty uh Oh, yeah, prouder. other than, yeah. yeah, the World Socialist website, which is still on the Weinstein bandwagon. But, yeah, the, the, people have been pretty quick to disavow. Yeah. Um, Even when they probably should have uh, a long time ago. The Clintons have had to disavow, like, half their friend group. Yeah, it is a real... Oh, man. Who are they going to even hang out with anymore? Yeah, shame. Yeah. Ugh, each other? I yeah. Know, that's no fun. Yeah, they both are like, ugh, why would I want to hang out with that person? <laughs> um, this is, you. so you mentioned that, oh, this is weird. So there's a trope, everything sounds sexier in French, but then they say defied. This is one of my favorite things they do on TV tropes, where they'll bring up a trope, but then they'll be like subverted. And it's Ooh. like, then don't mention it. Um, everything sounds sexy French, defied. Crowder finds the French in his native Quebec to sound exceptionally harsh. Sure. They're all Canadian. I always forget that. All, they they export. They're not sending their best. Right. It's a weird aspect of this is they have – because he would be the odd one out in Canada. Um, I think he, he that's originally how he made it big is like trying to own Canada's healthcare system and like failing but doing it I guess well enough to get on Fox News. Um but, like, it, it is strange to have somebody grow up in Canada and have just the same views as, like, an American right-winger, extremely patriotic American, you know. Yeah. Has he renounced his uh, Canadian and Quebecois citizenship? Um, let's see. Stephen Crowder citizenship. Um, oh, I spelled it wrong. I spelled his name. I think he might be dual citizen. Okay. It says nationality American Canadian. Ah, dueling citizens. Dueling citizens. Dueling pistols at dawn. Yeah, dueling citizens. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
that is a funny thing, I guess, in Canada. Because, like, normally when you hear, like, you know, when the, like if a right winger said, like, oh, if Biden wins the election, I'm moving out of the country. And you're like, to where? Right. <laughs> but if you're a Canadian, you're like, to America. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they actually have the I'm moving to, you know, yeah. Canada, they, except I'm moving to America. They could trade if, with uh, somebody, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess they could go to, like, Poland or Hungary now. That'd be the one, Switzerland. Right? Switzerland. Which, yeah, it's just... I don't think really really meets either uh, the American left or right's conception of what uh, a country should be. You know, it has yeah. its own weird little provincial politics. Well, I mean, you imagine someone being like... Ah, yeah, right? I mean, that's so terrible. You're like, ah, I don't know. I get neutrality, but then also because... I mean, because of how we portray the wars we've been in i mean it's hard for me not to obviously you can pick out american uh oh there's some very well-known american atrocities in world war ii but it's also partially from learning and then partially like just from my family background it's hard not to be like yeah i think for me personally i think the axis was worse (laughs) um yeah i think that's safe to say yeah uh so this, so yeah, fat bastard Crowder wearing a fat suit portrays Chenk, uh, on, is it Uyghur? I say Uyghur. Uyghur, okay. Uh, Chenk Uyghur. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just said, sorry, you said Uyghur. I'm sorry, I didn't mean, that's how, like, I, I didn't do it deliberately where I asked you what it was and then I, said I'm not the offended on his behalf. I'm not, like, yeah. a defender of Mr. whatever his name is. Chenk. Uyghur. Uh, it's an obnoxious, narrow-minded jerk-ass who is fed bacon grease by his co-host Anna to calm him down. Wait, See, that's, what? like, interesting to me because I don't even think, like, Chank, and there are definitely stuff you can say about him. You know, he seems like the kind of person who who has, who, who will have, an, uh, you know, some often kind of like Bill Maurisms or whatever, uh-huh. maybe. Um, but he, uh, I don't not that it would be right to make fun of him for this, even if he was, but unless I'm like misremembering in my head, I don't think of him as like particularly heavy. He's like the yeah, normal amount he's a of heavy. Big, uh, big he's bone like a guy. Big figure, right? Yeah, he's, which he's like a bigger guy. It's like you can't tell if it's muscle or fat. Yeah, but you know, safe to assume it's fat. I get, I get the bacon grease now. For a second, I thought like, is this an anti-Muslim thing? But no, they're. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, but it's to oh. calm him down. So it's to calm him yeah, down. Yeah, it doesn't make it. him angry. Okay, yeah. Let's give Crowder some credit here. Right, he's just <laughs> being fat phobic, not. Uh... Yeah, he's not. Well, I don't even know. Muslim. Like, uh, Shank is. I'm pretty sure not Muslim. So. Yeah, I don't. Not to my knowledge, Turks are not necessarily Muslim. A lot of them are, but. Yeah. Uh, Godwin's Law, parodied in the sketch, The Little Boy Who Cried Nazi. Does this link to it? Ugh. I don't think I really want to watch this. <sighs> Does it? Oh, no. Okay. It links to the page for Crying Wolf. Um, Crowder makes a case using the classic fable as a backdrop that so many people who align politically right of center have been accused of being a Nazi that when the Charlottesville riots... This is actually kind of interesting because apparently... If this summary is to be believed, Crowder's take on the Charlottesville riots was 
you've called people like me a Nazi so many times that now no one believes you when this actual Nazi rally happened. Mm. But now the take is, oh, that wasn't a Nazi rally because Trump said they were good, so it couldn't have been a Nazi rally. Like, oh, that's so he the thing reversed, that, like, Gilbert guy. Did he reverse Gorst, or that's... He, um, I'm guessing he did. I feel like he now has probably jumped on the Dilbert guy train where he's like, you know, oh, but Trump said not the Nazis, which is, you know, it was all Nazi. I mean, like, you know, if you want, oh, Jesus, Stephen, Gavin McGinnis, who is really to blame for Charlottesville? I'm sure he has an opinion. Um, yeah, I Stephen debunks the mainstream. All right, I don't. Nothing pops up immediately. He might have just been like knew better than to touch that one too much. Uh-huh. In the G, in the G-rated drug, in the Narcos parodies, Pablo Mugscabar is a major trafficker of louder with Crowder mugs. All right, you got to get your what your mug money. <laughs> um, there's a whole bunch of stuff about not gay Jared. Um, apparently he teases, he makes Ben Shapiro feel uncomfortable by pretending to flirt with him. So really, I know they have like sort of their, their, uh, a Rickles Martin, uh, sort of duo (laughs) dynamic going on. They like to guest on each other's stuff a lot. They're old pals. Uh, for instance, on Shapiro's Sunday special, Crowder sat through the entire interview without wearing pants. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Gross. Um, yeah. Uh, ugh. Insistent terminology. Crowder always refers to his company's on-retainer lawyer as my half-Asian lawyer, Bill Richmond. I mean... Like I like that's the thing. Like well, it's like well, he does that because he wants you to get upset at him. Mm-hmm. Like okay, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sure, it worked. I'm not like fuming mad, but I'm just like, well, that seems pretty shitty. Yeah. Um. The uh. Ugh. Parody in a sketch where Crowder depicts the founding fathers as a literal meeting of the patriarchy, gang together to find new ways to oppress women. But, like, they didn't think women should vote. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I think, uh, an oppression. That's just oppression. like a weird thing. Huh? I think that's safe to say that's oppression, right? Yeah. Well, that's a thing that's just like, oh man, can you imagine if the founding fathers were sexist? It's like, I think you go a little something like this. <laughs> Uh, oof. Here's the trope: N-word privileges. Right. Which, uh, we. This is what he he uh, he um, references his friendship with Ben Shapiro to justify to like sort of toy with saying the N-word. I don't know if he uses it, but he says he should be allowed to. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, his friends like Ben Shapiro or his half Asian lawyer. Don't mind when he makes mock anti-Semitic or racist comments because they know this is uh, one where I was like, oh, this person writing the page. I mean, I should have known earlier, but is definitely uh, support, you know, as a fan because he says his friends let him know uh, that it's fine because he's just taking the piss. 
played up to an even more absurd, I don't know if absurd is the word I'd use for this, degree with Jared's replacement, Quarter Black Garrett. <laughs> okay. So th- does um, he say, does he, is he referred to as Canuck Crowder? That'd be good. But I don't think, but that that would be making him in, that is the interesting thing, right? You'd think at the very least he'd be like, and maybe he does, like, Look, it's fine. I'm a Canadian. We're dumb, too, or whatever. Like, because that's like, oh, you can make... Like, even though it's not the same, you think he'd, like, try, but, like, I don't know that he does that. Because there is Um, a lot of animosity. uh, In Canada, there's a lot of tension between Quebecois and other Canadians. I mean, they want to, you know, leave and separate from the rest of Canada, and... In the American Northeast, yeah, I think this has died down a lot, but, you know, they had, they would, Canucks was sort of a derogatory term um, in, you know, the 20th century for French Canadians living in New England. So he could, he could play, uh, he could play on that, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he does or doesn't. So yeah. if anyone wants to watch uh, 10 years of Louder with Crowder and find out. Um, I t- clicked on the page for N-word privileges trope, and it is uh, perhaps for another day. <laughs> there are a lot of instances of, like, in Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, uh, people use the word subhuman towards the Bjork. But afterwards, Ike thinks that subhuman is the correct term for Laguz. But then when he realized it's not, he starts using the proper names for them. It's like, mm-hmm. oof, this is all just a whole thing of, like, fake fantasy racism examples <laughs> where they're like uh yeah let's uh let's keep going down quick because we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up soon. oh okay wait this actually is what we were just talking about self-deprecation Crowder is a Canadian born and raised before he moved to the US but given his conservatives political leanings he's fond of making fun of soviet kanukistan type joke so that's not self-deprecation that's that's making fun of the other people in his place of birth yeah wait i don't okay so he is not himself a canuck but he grew up around them apparently okay oof this is oh what okay sorry some of these you sometimes just read certain things and you're like Oh, God, this is... I don't want to know. I, I already know how bad this is going to be. Uh, song parody. Several of Crowder's skits are music parodies, including DMX, parentheses, Crowder gonna give it to you. <sighs> and Nirvana, Smells Like Two Spirit. I don't... Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. There's a... Like a two... There's a lot of... In, some indigenous... Um, people identify as as two spirit that's like something that goes back a while yes oh so it's probably all right i'm assuming it is like he found some form or that facebook like let people like identify as two spirit and he was like here we go my next episode is pre-written yeah Um, you know that pervasive thing that you know it takes most people a second who who are like deeply on the Twitter left a minute to like even remember when, what it is, you know, he needs to take that down because it's such a pervasive issue among young, young people. 
Yeah, exactly. If you go, if you walk, you can't even say there is only one spirit anymore in public. <laughs> that you're attacked. You're attacked by people. That is wow. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna riff on it too much because I don't want to touch on anything like insensitive. But if there is someone um, who is who does identify as two spirit and is uh, Native American, and you want to somehow turn that into like the way that people think it's like the like the two genders, I think it's really brave to say. But like you're, but like you're like, well, the the two. You get what I'm saying, right? Whoever, if you're listening to this, that's you know, that's not for me. But maybe uh, maybe there's something there for you. Um, to make fun of the people who say the bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> running gag. Oof. Oof, oof. Big oof. Mocking Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's name by calling her Nina Pinta Santa Maria Cortez. That's not even like... That's like the kind of like real just uncle racism. Where you're like, that's not even like deliberately hurtful you're just like well no it is deliberately hurtful from him but you're just like what that there's nothing to that you're just like oh that name sounds it's, different. it's a long name is what yeah. it is. and i think it's i think it's perfectly acceptable to make fun of people with long names i have one i have two middle names my full name is anders james mccrain lee and you can call me you know uh sven mccoolahan uh you know uh Olsenberg or whatever. Um, Thank you. So just to make sure, you're giving me a long name pass. Y- oh yeah, yeah. Go okay, go ham. Okay. Uh, but obviously, these he's adding a racial component to to it. I don't know if he would do that. I don't know if he would do that to me. I think he would reserve it for the uh, AOs. And she has an acronym. You know, you don't have to call her by her full name. Exactly. A well-known acronym. Yeah. I mean, oh, oof. All right. Sorry. I know I keep oofing, but um. Uh, yellow face, the trope. Crowder's character, the passive-aggressive Chinese spy, is Crowder himself as a buck-toothed Asian limousine driver who is actually oh, a man. laughably evil spy for the PRC. Oh my woof. god! Woof, woof, woof. Oof. It, so That's this real... is like Grafkis to Tiffany's sort of style. Of... Have you seen the image? Uh no, it's it. All right, right. I'll send it to okay. you. People can look it up. What's it called? If they want to. Uh, okay, wait. It's uh Stephen Crowder, uh, passive aggressive Chinese spy. I think I've seen this image, or I've seen a different one of him in yellow face. Um, it's as bad as it's actually a little worse than you think it is because you almost assume. I do think he's going uh oh and he did it with owen bench oh geez there you go yeah Oof. okay i'm i just google imaged it and uh oh my god it's it is actually i said it's you imagine how bad it is somehow it is worse to see it yeah i mean if you're a real like american patriot you kind of have to like demonize and otherize like whoever our enemy happens to be at the time this is what american liberals do with russia uh not saying that they're you know equivalent um but uh i think he views this as his patriotic duty just like after 9-11 i remember it was all of a sudden very acceptable to make fun of like muslim people 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do see, it's like that thing where every time anyone, and the fact they did it with Owen Benjamin, who is like, at this point, I mean, you see this sometimes where they're like, uh, now that there are, now that there are like ideologically racist comedians in a way that I think is a relatively new development, which is to say that like comedy in general used to have a lot more openly racist material in the mainstream. Right. Um, like Carlos Mencia, I remember on his, on like Mind of Mencia or whatever, did a sketch, you know, that was like, oh, CSI China. The joke of it is you, you don't know who the suspect is because they all look the same. That was the joke. Uh, and, but like something like that, obviously you're like, well, that's bad. But also you could probably give, and I'm not saying this excuses it. You could probably give Carlos Mencia the benefit of the doubt that, like, oh, he believes these hacky racist stuff and does these hacky racist jokes, but he probably doesn't hold, like, really insidious ideas about the average Chinese person. That doesn't mean that the more casual bigotry is, like, fine. Well, but yeah. now— In in Mencia's defense, that probably wasn't even his joke originally, so— <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, what if he stole it from a Chinese comedian? Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be a good joke for a— a Asian American or Chinese American or Chinese comedian to have. Yeah. I mean, the joke, the, of course, like the basis of that, because you're that, like everyone genetically, like people who you grew up with, you can differentiate better. And then any group of people who you have less exposure to, which happens the opposite way also, you know, like people who to, I'm sure someone growing up in China, you know, come to America, be like all these Americans, Look the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Or I've had yeah, I've known a lot of people who have confused me with other whites, and it's it's fine. It's a different different vibe, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it happens. I also I have like some level I think of like minor face blindness where I I just if it was on a spectrum, like I definitely have a tougher time telling people apart when i first watched the departed <laughs> this is legit um i legit when i first watched the departed and i was younger and hadn't seen them as much and stuff could not tell matt damon and leonardo dicaprio apart really i know and now i can i don't it's it's wild that like i remember that being the case once with the I, uh, bpd and the others with the mob does that make it easier well, I didn't know. Yeah, well, I'm just if kidding. you don't, you know, yeah. But it's a very confusing movie if you can't tell those two apart. Yeah, yeah, I, I could like see that. Like, wait, who's is he? Oh, I mean, okay. Matt uh, Matt Damon's usually wearing a hat in the movie, and I just rewatched it. DiCaprio has facial hair, I think, for at least a, a lot of it. Um, um yes, that's uh, also that correct. Speaking of like unnecessary, they also don't actually look much alike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are both, I think, Irish. They're both white guys, whatever. But uh, speaking of, like, unnecessary racism, the N-bomb that they drop at the beginning of the movie for, like, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten that's... about. Like, it never comes up again because it's a reference to the busing uh, riots. Yeah, which also was, like, and also it's, like, even beyond just saying it, isn't it, like, and I guess you're not supposed to think Jack Nicholson's a good guy, so maybe you contribute to that. But isn't it like him talking about how, like, 
the Irish people are better. Yeah, he's basically yeah. saying that we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps, and the beep need to get it together. Yeah, that's a real uh, yeah. Do better, Scorsese. I well, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I they were going you're for supposed there. To think. Yeah, I guess you're supposed to. Th- it is a weird part because I was I was listening to a podcast. In, like I like I said I saw that movie when I was like a like I don't know thirteen or something, and then Impossible I came s- out in two thousand six. Sorry. Uh, oh no! Wait. Okay. You're right. How I okay. was I was a teenager. I was fifteen when I saw it. So you would have been. No wait. I could have been. Wait. Okay. Nine eleven. I think I was ten. Same. I mean, I know how old I am. Are I was you? born nineteen ninety one. But really, I was the same age. Yeah. The party okay, came no out yeah. sophomore year of high school then. For me, okay, well, yeah. maybe we're different parts of 91. I was a summer birthday. So for me, it was 10th I was grade. A, I was a spring birthday. So I was only a little before you. I'm only a little Okay, older. then it probably was 10th grade for both of us. Okay. But I think it might have released early in the South. Like really? two years early. <laughs> yeah, released two years early Why? in the South. <laughs> Why would that happen? <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. I was just trying to justify that. <laughs> um, yeah, Scorsese uh, kept it secret. Um, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, jeez. So that's what I was saying is that he does. So Mencia, you know, did the bits and they were racist. But you're like, but everything was kind of racist. And again, that doesn't justify it. But now, when you see a comedian do a racist bit, you're like, well, there's like Gavin McGinnis and Owen Benjamin and all these people. It's like you can't give someone the benefit of doubt that like, oh, I bet they're being ironic because like. A lot of them are clearly not. Right. And not to say that, again, if they were being ironic, that makes it okay. But, you know, I think most people probably think, like, oh, a hacky joke is better than uh, an ideological fascist. Um, But uh, anyway. Oh, Tsundere. Anna Kasparian is portrayed as Tsundere in Crowder's Young Turks parody. What does that mean? Tsundere. It's an anime trope for shy and wanting, like, uh, shy about a crush. So she apparently has a crush on Dean Cain in his parody, which... uh, So she's uh, in the world of Ladder with Crowder. Anna Kasparian is an anime girl. She's, like, a cartoon character. She well, so th- this is a TV tropes thing where they'll try and apply like anime tropes to oh, non-anime. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, um, I think the episode I did with Alex on Twelve Years a Slave TV tropes page described uh, the Michael Fassbender slave owner character as Tsundere, ah. because uh, yeah, which is uh, not how I would describe that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, this last one, and then we're gonna do. If you, if you have time, we'll do a quick quiz, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, suicide as comedy. In one show, Crowder dressed up as a Japanese kamikaze pilot, while not gay Jared dressed what up is as this, Japanese. Uh, John McAfee's girl. act. <laughs> oh, that's very topical right Thank now. You. This is while we still thought he committed suicide. So don't make fun of Anders when this comes out. <laughs> In a few weeks, um, that's uh, yeah. They, they both commit seppuku. So he, this is like every week. He's just doing some yellow face. Yeah. Oof. All right. Has he gone the full blackface? Let's. 
I am act. I actually. I mean, the farmer thing is. Uh, is like real basically bad. Basically, there. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Steven Crowder blackface. So it comes up. Oh, there's an episode called Time for Blackface. Okay. But I don't. Oh, okay. He says, please accuse me of racism for this screen grab where we do blackface. But I'm confused if he's saying, what is this? Okay. I don't know if this is, if the joke is that he is, it's an actual black person who he took this picture with and he's trying to like bait people into being like I don't I don't know what is happening here. Um he's dressed up as a cop and he and there's a it looks like it's like a green mile thing and he's the guy has a louder with crowder mug. I don't I don't know. I I don't it the main thing that pops up is um is the horrible racist rant against farmers. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. that's basically, yeah. That it is interesting, right? That that's like it's almost I mean not that uh I in no way want Stephen Crowder to do blackface, but it is interesting. It almost feels a little like hypocritical of him that he knows exactly what targets he can and can't do up to a certain line sort of you know what i'm saying like that he knows that like i guess the yellow face stuff is like so terrible but it's like maybe still on some line of acceptable in society Uh uh-huh but or like or maybe just saving it for like a a big season finale or something it, it almost surprised me that he wouldn't just to like because i i can't imagine him th- yeah it's it's a bunch of the ones uh about um about the the horrible rant about black farmers um okay so uh if you what, what we'll do now to wash the taste of that out of our mouths a little bit. Um, the TV Tropes has a button for random trope. Mm. So I'm going to go through just a few and see if you can guess what that trope means. So it'll be a random trope. We're, we're done with Crowder now, so not applied to Crowder. And this can be any type of media. So it can be in TV, movies, video games, books. Okay. Um, okay, so one is inescapable ambush. Okay. So what do you think that applies to? What is that trope? Inescapable ambush. Um... I would say this is like uh he's parodying like an ambush interview and uh where like someone tries to own him but he has strong rejoinders to all their points 
it's like a... okay so this is sorry to clarify this is um a random trope so oh this, so this is not anything. this is not okay no no we're done with crowd okay now. okay and i'm sorry what was it called again uh inescapable ambush inescapable ambush uh somebody uh ambush interviews somebody and they ask them a question that they can't possibly you know it would make them look very bad to no comment on Okay, so this is actually uh, a trope from video games. Oh, okay. So it's like when you are when you have like a boss fight you can't avoid that comes out of nowhere. Ah, I see. Yeah, so this could apply to anything. So this is uh, next one, Magic Countdown. So this could be movies, TV. Could this be also a video game? It could. This could be video games. Okay. But I'll say it is not. This one is one that I'd say could apply in pretty much any kind of narrative okay. fiction. Magic Countdown. Um, I think that's when somebody is, like, waiting for their magical powers to kick in. Ooh, that's a good – that would be a good way to apply that. So for this one, it's more that the countdown is magic than it's a countdown to magic. This is when there is, like, a bomb or something. Mm. And so the time's, you know, exactly to the dramatic action. Okay. And let's uh, – oh, this one's well-known. Friends with Benefits. I'm going to say that's when two friends hook up. Uh, that's right. Okay. This one uh, has a section from myths and religion. And I don't... Okay. The Gautama Dharma Sutra, a Hindu moral text, explicitly forbids this trope. The Ooh. Abrahamic religions have also condemned this trope. So why are you signaling out the Gautama Dharma Sutra I feel like a lot of religions are not huge on friends with benefits. Really? I mean, may, hey, they, someone should found a religion. Oh, so okay, so some, but they keep it that way. But not unless it's, it's two people are friends and then they become something more that's acceptable, but they can't then stay friends. Is that it? I assume. Okay. Well, I think a lot. You know, a lot of them. I mean, a lot of the uh, Abrahamic religions don't want people hooking up before they're married. Mm -hmm. Ideally. Um. All right, that's uh. Oh, okay. One more. This is a this is a pretty common one. It's pretty. I think you can pretty much tell what it is. But I I do like when there's one where you're like, oh, that's actually a good use of this website. This is bathroom stall of overheard insults. Ah, uh, um, yeah. I think that's uh, when someone. Is uh, taken down a peg without, you know, uh, well, they're in the bathroom and they overhear somebody dunking on them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They have their the conversation be like, oh, well, I didn't really want to invite him anyway. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh. Um, anyway, this has been, uh, it's been a pleasure recording a podcast with you. It has been, uh, you know. An honor. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to scrub my scrub my senses from all the uh, the Crowder juice. Oh yeah, God, I, I'm glad what you know. That's uh, that's one benefit of the TV tropes page. You don't actually have to watch shows like Louder with Crowder.
Exactly. This is your. This is all you need to understand it. Right. Um, and it's been deleted from TV Trope, so it's not even there anymore. There you go. Um, anyway, uh, Anders, is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, check out Pod Damn America, SoundCloud. We have a Patreon with bonus apps and uh, redacted tonight on YouTube and Portable.tv. All right, sounds and I'm good. At Anders Lee here on Twitter. Yes, follow Anders Lee on Twitter. He's very good. Uh, he's good. Political opinions. Follow him. Um, or at least I'm going to say overwhelmingly good. Now I feel like I, I don't know. Who knows? You could you could have up with a real spicy take. I don't want to co-sign. So I'll yeah, just say. Everything I say, Andrew David agrees with. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh. Including my uh, latest take about how Steven Crowder should do blackface and you should be okay with it. Oh no! This is uh, check out Anders Substack. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, I'm thinking. Well, I technically have a, a Substack, but are those bad to have now? No, I think it's fine. Okay. I think the 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 argument. I mean, t- t- I don't know. It's whatever someone wants to think. Um, I think it's not that. Like, are there arguments against it? Sure. Do those arguments also apply to like YouTube? Yeah, I mean, okay. right? It's they people, bad people with, you know, some bad people with bad views make money off of it. That applies to everything. Yeah, everything with a large following. Um, I'm sure I am hosting this on Fireside. Uh, I am sure there are podcasts with reprehensible views on Fireside. Um, I'm also not making money about this right now, but when I do, <laughs> I will still. Uh, I will I will then officially be co-signing every podcast on Fireside. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Anders. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, we can – and uh, everyone have a good night or whenever it is. All right. <laughs>